Welcome to our podcast for generations in family business, past, present, and future. Our hosts for this podcast are myself, Tim Schuster, and I'm a manager in the Center for Family Business Excellence. And as always, with us today. Uh, good morning. <laughs> My name is Matt Kersner, and I'm a senior manager for the Center for Family Business Excellence. To continue our conversation of the diagnostic model for human resource management, you know, we discussed in our last podcast an overview of human resource processes. You know, our focus is on people and results, and we are now going to continue the conversation and do a deep dive into each process. And the first one we want to talk about is acquiring human resources. So Matt, you know, let's discuss acquiring human resources and remind our listeners as to what that is. Sure. So uh, thank you, Tim. So acquiring human resources is really the uh, the first major step of, of uh, the diagnostic model of human resource management. And this is where, you know, truly you're looking for talent for the organization, mm-hmm. right? You really want to make sure that there's a right, good cultural fit. You know, if it's a family business, it could be a family member or a non-family member, yep. but you want to make sure it's a good fit for the organization. Yep. So it's really finding out the needs, uh, finding out uh, the skill sets, finding out what bench strength you currently have, and then filling the gaps by acquiring um, the right person. The right person. That makes sense. So why is acquiring human resources important to an organization? Yeah, you want to make sure that you have the right people in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, companies are growing at a very fast pace, either, you know, with technology or with with people or through mergers or acquisitions. So you want to make sure you have the right talent. you know, if you have internal folks that you're grooming and developing, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cover down the road in a different section developing human resources mm-hmm. to get your internal people ready. But it's more if you don't have the bench strength and you need to go out and look for talent. What is what are all the the steps that you need to take? to make sure that you're getting quality people. That makes sense. Yeah, you want to make sure you have the right person for the right job. You know, so what function does this actually serve? Yeah, so, you know, it it serves, uh, you know, really staffing, Mm -hmm. right? Figuring out what are your needs. I mean, organizations can do a couple things. When they have needs on first shift, second shift, third shift, you know, they could use overtime, yep. right? They can go out and and get temporary employees, right? Go to a, go to a temp agency and, and get people to fill in. But are you really going to have an engaged workforce? I mean, if you're working your people so much and so much overtime to fill the needs, are they really working at 100%? If you constantly go out and get temporary employees, I don't even want to use the word employees. Yep. Temporary contractors, contractors, essentially, yes. They're not going to know your customers. They're not going to know your internal policies. They're not going to know the, I'll call it the politics mm-hmm. of the organization. And what happens is you can have a, re- a revolving door of contractors. And, yeah, they might serve a major purpose for you of getting product out the door. But at what cost? Right. Customer service. Mm-hmm employee engagement, turnover with other employees that feel, you know, there there's no opportunities. Yeah. So it really it really helps to figure out filling in the right positions at the right time and figuring out if this is the right thing for your organization and the right fit. That makes sense. I mean, we have I deal with that with a lot of my clients as well coming up with is a contractor a better person or should we hire someone full time? Almost a lot of times instances of kind of circle around to saying you might be better off just having a full time person there because of the culture fits yeah. and having the ability to work with other people in the organization so they don't feel left out. Yeah. So now the million dollar question. Sure. How 
does EA help our clients with this? Ah, great question. So Eisner Amper, you know, in the Center for Family Business Excellence, one of the one of the uh, services that we provide is helping organizations figure out their needs. So a lot of times we're brought in if it's a succession planning discussion, you know, figuring out what are the key positions in the organization and getting the organization ready for either an exit of a key employee or they need to think about a key employee and then all of a sudden when we do what's called a job analysis of that position and they've been there for so long and they have so much what I call tribal knowledge, mm -hmm. sometimes you have to replace one person with three people. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yep, so, that makes complete so sense. So one of the services that we provide is, is looking at jobs right, or I'll take a look at an org chart, take a look at what's on the org chart, see what positions are there, and then really talk about identifying the competencies that are really important in that, in that function. So we can identify job competencies, help understand what are the skills, knowledge, and abilities that are needed for the job. We can develop uh, what we call position descriptions, job descriptions, um, to really sift through the, the major points of the job. Now, you know, a lot of times organizations might not know where to go to get help. Yep. So we could actually help develop an outline and an ad, right, to, to put it on a LinkedIn. Or we a, do that pretty frequently, actually. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Right. And and we actually offer a service here at Eisner Amper, which, you know, it's not, I'm not going to get too in depth here, but, you know, we have what's called friends of the firm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you are a client of ours or you're friends with our firm, we actually have a service here where we can actually help post a position and look for a position, specifically CFOs, C, uh, uh, controllers, COOs, CEOs, human resources, um, really at no cost. Yes, exactly. Right? And it's a it's great added value, mm -hmm. right? So you, so like I said, we, we can identify competencies, develop position descriptions, develop the ad, but that's like phase one to kind of help, you know, look at the organization. Then it's like, all right, phase two is the actual recruitment. So with that, we can actually, you know, teach the, the organization the process to follow, how to do the advertisements, when resumes come in, how do you screen resumes, mm -hmm. uh, how do you do a telephone interview, right? What methodology should we use? Now, I use what's called um, a STAR model. I've mentioned this in the past with my clients and, and another podcast. STAR stands for Situation, Task, Action, and Results. So really, I'm teaching a behavior-based methodology for the hiring manager to really know what to look for when they're looking for, uh, you know, a yeah, new, a good candidate a, a to good fill candidate. the spot. Yeah, makes sense. So we do that. So like I said, we'll, we we can also help develop a behavioral interview guide to follow to make sure you're being consistent with all your applicants. We do a lot of on-the-job assessments. So we do provide assessments or have vendors that could actually help your organization do assessments to make sure that you're finding the right cultural fit. So we do that. We will do, we, we could participate in the behavior-based interviewing. We can teach the methodology. I mean, it's, I call it, we can do as little or as lot as our clients want us to do. Um, we also um, will do follow-ups, right? We'll work with the organization to make sure that they have a, a process in place for the 30, 60, 90 day review yep. process and follow-ups. And then that's really what we can do as an organization. A lot of times we'll go in and we'll teach the methodology and then they might be fine. It depends if they have an HR department or not. Sometimes they don't. 
A lot right? of instances, oh. I see that too. Not, they don't have a specific HR department. So we can come in and help with those training and facilitations. That's correct, mm -hmm. right? So it's as little or as much as the organization wants, right? We'll, 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 this is what I like to call the concierge services of, of what the center can offer. I see, I think that's great because it's a very unique uh, field that we have here that we can help a lot of our clients participate with or can help them get to whatever they need for their end result because there are a lot of services that we do offer that we just didn't even mention here. So if there is something that you particularly need help with, feel free to contact one of us because that's the best place to start, like what, what what we can do for you or how can we help our services help you and tailor you Correct. to that spot. You know, what's really important here, Tim, is in the next five years, I'm using five years, but in the next five years, there's going to be a tremendous amount of uh, I don't want to use the word turnover, but churn of executives within businesses, family-owned business, tightly held yep. businesses, or just private, privately held businesses, where the CEO, the COO, a C-level person might be leaving the organization, or even just critical people within the organization, because the baby boomers are starting to think about retirement. So you really have to start looking at your bench and what you have internally, and do you have people that are going to be ready or do you need to go look outside? Right. And a lot of organizations, they don't even have org charts, job descriptions to really understand what their true needs are. Mm -hmm. They just been they just have their workforce and they've been doing the work and they you know, some organizations that we work with, which is great, they have people that have been around 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I'm actually one of my clients has somebody for fifty years, wow. believe it or not. That's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. But the problem is there's so much tribal knowledge that they have that when they leave trying to find the right match or the right fit it's difficult. is very difficult it's to very do. Difficult. So we can help think through the processes. I think that makes sense. Hey, Matt, let me tell you, thank you so much for the words of wisdom as always. And thank you for listening to Generations in Family Business, Past, Present, and Future, as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at eisneramper.com. Visit eisenrampart.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. We look forward to having you listen in on our next Eisner Amper podcast.